This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. So on Wednesday, business and organized labor called for the unemployment insurance fund to be placed under administration and its investments investigated independently as the fund sinks deeper into dysfunction and suspicion of corruption grows. The UIF is an employer and employee funded social security fund um, collected through a payroll tax on all formal sector workers. While the government does not contribute to the fund, it is administered by the Department of Labor and Employment with uh, business and labor playing an advisory role. But workers who can draw on the funds when they become unemployed or take maternity leave are made to wait months for benefits if these are paid out at all due to UIF systems failure. Let's speak to labor lawyer Michael Bagram who joins us on the line. Michael, good morning and thanks so much as always for joining us. Morning and thank you for having me. It is a very vexed topic. So yeah. Right. No, I do wonder though. Let's maybe perhaps start with uh, you know how wh- why the UIF finds itself in the position where people are calling for it to be placed in administration. What has it been? What has been going on with the UIF? Well, this is not a new thing. This is something that I've actually personally been writing to the minister for the last ten years. Um, the Staff don't seem to be responsive or unqualified or can't just do the job. The administration is in a complete mess. And there appears, there's almost an appearance of fraud going on because we've just recently seen the the issue of 5 billion rand about to be invested mm. in a company that hardly existed. It existed on paper only. But you will recall during the COVID-19 pandemic, um, Thousands and thousands of people were not getting paid, and they, in fact, suspended the commissioner of the UIF at that stage. Uh, they said they did an investigation, and there was nothing wrong, and they brought him back. And mm. uh, now we've got this issue where it looks like the commissioner and the director general um, have got their hands dirty. Um, again, the minister is very silent. He's just said he's done an investigation. Uh, it took a year, or well, nine months, to do the investigation. We don't know what the outcome is. And he said there is litigation. Also, again, he won't tell us what it's all about. So I think it's about time business wakes up. Mm. And, of course, uh, the trade union movement should have been shouting for years now because it's their members Mm. that are being abused. Well, top of it, and you said it yourself, Mm. the money belongs to the workers of South Africa. It doesn't belong to government. Mm. Now, here's the thing that, I mean, when you hear... Um, be, uh, organized labor, the COSATU and Business Unity South Africa in agreement about something that, that speaks volumes. <laughs> that, that's a big move, actually. That's the only positive that's come out of this is that at least business and trade unions are holding hands and, and shouting from the rooftop. It has taken them a long time, but at least now they've come out. I think we need to applaud that. Um, and at least now... Um, the minister has to listen. I don't think he's got a choice. Hmm. The minister did say in a portfolio committee in Parliament two weeks ago that he has reported this to President Ramaphosa. Hmm. Uh, He wouldn't say, of course, what President Ramaphosa said about it and what actually the report was given to to the president. But um, this is serious stuff. This is billions of rands belonging to the workers of South Hmm. Africa who are relying on the UIF when we're at the worst unemployment ever. 
It's mm. almost 45% unemployment. Where, where do those people turn? Mm. It's their money. It's their money that's invested for a very issue like this right now, and somehow it doesn't come out. Right. You know, that's just, I mean, if we talk about the way the uh, UIF actually op- uh, works, uh, um, it is uh, a fund in which employers and employees um, contribute. Um, it's run by the Department of Labor, yet government contrib- does not contribute to Why is that? Why do we have that dispensation that government doesn't contribute to it, uh, yet uh, it is um, run under the auspice of the Department of Labor? Should it not be run by uh, an independent bo- body or board? Yeah, that's the, that's the one issue that might cost a lot. I, I've been saying uh, since the pandemic, uh, why doesn't SARS, the South African mm. Revenue Service, because we all pay the money into SARS in the first place. You don't pay it to the Department of Employment and Labor. Mm. So it comes off your salary. It's your money that you earned, that you worked for. It comes off, 1% comes off and goes to SARS. The employer, um, to help the employee, then has to pay 1% of their funds, but also to SARS. So SARS is actually well run. Um, I think all of us can testify that they they have a very mean machine there at SARS, Mm. um, and they work well. And if the money comes in, they've got the records. They know exactly who's contributing. They know how much has been contributed. Mm. They know for how long. And then they can administer it. it. It should take a simple computer program. But for some reason or other, the Minister of Employment and Labor wants to hold on for dear life and one starts getting suspicious at times like these when only two years ago, or it was almost three years ago now, mm. um, there was an investment into two companies that went bankrupt with, sure. with UIF money. It went bankrupt. Mm. And we've been asking questions about that and somehow they haven't clawed any money back. And then Which, all of a sudden, mm. lo and behold, at the end of 22, five billion rand was about to go missing again. Thank God the media picked that up very quickly. And and started shouting about it, and I think the minister stopped that. Mm. We don't know. We don't know how much has been lost. But it does beg the question. Be that, yeah, it yeah. does beg the question. Then who makes the investment decisions? If uh, um, if uh, some uh, if there are some questionable decisions being made about where people's tax uh, where people's monies are being played uh, are being invested. Well, the decision was made by the commissioner and the DG, by the mm. looks of things, the commissioner of the UIF. And the reality is it's not their money. The money is placed in the public investment corporation to earn some interest Mm. and some obviously uh, wise decisions by the PIC. But the PIC can't tell the commissioner and the DG where where they have to put money. They make that decision because they're in control of the money. They should not be in control of the money. Mm. I still say either SARS or a proper investment company, you know, the big ones, mm. like old Mutual or Sunnam or one of those big ones, um, where we can at least, workers can sit back and say, if I get retrenched, if I get dismissed, if I fall pregnant, if I die, my family might get some money from the UIF. Mm. Like this, some people are waiting for years. And this is a thing that I don't know whether people would be bothered one way or the other who runs it, as long as people were able to access their funds and uh, uh, when they need their funds. Uh, so there seems to be also some uh, issues there with bu- the bureaucracy there. Yeah, but you see, the people wouldn't be too interested who's running it. It would be nice if their funds actually grew. Um, that would be a nice thing. Um, it would also be nice if we could expand some of the services from the UIF. In other words, if I resign from my employer, I can't get UIF. 
But mm. if they've invested the funds wisely, then there might be money to pay me as well. Mm. Um, mm. So we could expand it. We could we could give people more money if it mm. was invested wisely and properly mm. and not stolen. Mm. Because it does seem like there's also major administrative problems here. And the fact, I mean, the, the fact that they have not produced the, uh, they have not uh, produced any financial reports in two years, I, I gather. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's a disgrace. Uh, the auditor general, the um, the auditors that do all government uh, institutions, um, have in fact for the last ten years been complaining about the audits of the UIF for the last two years. They just didn't bother to do mm. it in the first place. The minister's now promising that it might be done in 24. Um, but that's ridiculous. If if someone in the private sector did that, the receiver revenue would be on their back and, and throttle them. Mm. Um, it, it's just impossible that our government is allowing this to happen. And again, just remember, it belongs to the employees of and South Africa's yeah, workers. Absolutely. Michael Bagram, as always, thank you so much for your insights. Thank you. He's a labor lawyer, is Michael Bagram. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.